Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Every life. So you know what, kiddo? I don't think I want you to grow up. Who's gonna go sailing with me then? In every love. If you like it, it's yours. If I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a moment. We should do this more often. Go away, just the two of us with nobody else around. Never to be forgotten. Yeah? Nick bought life insurance policies. Nick wanted to make sure that we'd be okay. There's a big difference between okay and two million dollars. The jury may see it as a motive. I didn't kill my husband. Libby Parsons is in prison for a crime she didn't commit. I'd like you to adopt my son. Money won't be a problem. It isn't about money. Thank you. Now the only way back to her son is to find out what really happened. Hi, mommy. Hello, sweetie pie. Daddy. Nick. Hello and welcome to Rewatchability. It's the podcast where we rewatch old movies and see if they hold up in a modern light. See if there's something that is interesting about them. See if they what? Affect us? Yeah. Move us? Yeah, sometimes. Us? I don't know. And this week's movie did all of those things. <laughs> I feel profoundly changed. <laughs> well, you know a bit more about how the U.S. criminal justice system works? I don't think that I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it doesn't work that way. I yeah. do because I looked up how most of this makes no sense. So I feel like I, I learned something oh, right. a little That's bit. Nice. Yeah. That's your law degree. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're ready to defend yourself in court should any crimes arise. Well, I, you know, I have... You're on deck as far as I'm concerned <laughs> for some kind of felony. So I, I want to jump in if I'm needed. All right, I'll have your number just in case I'm arrested. Okay, cool. Today we are talking about Double Jeopardy. It's a, I don't know, a thriller starring Ashley Judd, Tommy Lee Jones, and Bruce Greenwood. But before we get into all of that... I was going to say and, but I can't think of a single other person. The the kid that's not Hilly Joel Osment. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, and Annabeth Gish. Yeah. Is that her name? Yeah. It sounds made up, but <laughs> yeah, I think that's her name. <laughs> it does sound made up, and it is a real name. Okay, cool. <laughs> Ashley Judd isn't a real name. It's a stage name. Mm. Is it? Yeah, that's right. The that. whole Judd thing is uh, it's a lie. What, like Judd Nelson, too? <laughs> no, he's a distant branch of the family. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, so who changed their name first to Judd? 
Winona? Well, I guess it, it could be like like a maternal name or something. It's got to like be that. something. Yeah, but it wasn't her birth name. Ashley Judd's not her birth. Okay, name. I'm going to look it up. You keep talking. Okay, but before we get into that, we want to thank our Patreons. Those are the people who give us one, three, five dollars a month, and that helps us keep the podcast going. And in return, we give you things like the podcast early and sometimes bonus content, classic episodes at a certain level. Yeah, yeah. a piece of our heart. <laughs> and our thanks yeah. for supporting us. Yeah. You guys are great. <laughs> you will be our, my second phone call when I get arrested. Oh, that's nice of you. <laughs> I got distracted. I was Googling it and it auto-filled Ashley Madison and I'm, I'm filling out an account. Jam, no. What? No? You love your wife. <laughs> your marriage. No. But I, will, I want bots. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Ashley Judd. You guys are obsessed do... with... Ashley Judd, you're trying to figure this out like it's a crime. It's a mystery. <laughs> Do I go to there's an AshleyJudd.com? Do I go there? Well, if only yeah. you had a floppy haired <laughs> librarian kid to help you and then offer to buy you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. The, let me see. Early Those life. Are... Just says she was the daughter of Naomi Judd. So, do I go to Naomi Judd? Oh my god. How deep do we want to go on what this? What are you you're on Wikipedia now? It, this is was, the worst beginning to oh, an episode. Na- Naomi Judd was born <laughs> Diana Ellen Judd. Okay. To Charles Glenn Judd and Pauline Judd. So I don't know where, where you're getting this Judd of, conspiracy theory from. Of the Judd dynasty. I got, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe, I guess I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Maybe you're thinking of Judd Hirsch. <laughs> but we are talking about double jeopardy. I just lost all of my money. <laughs> That's a reference to the game Jeopardy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For people people who went to go see this movie expecting like Alex Trebek. (laughs) I kind of did. Didn't you? That would have been a good stunt casting if he was like the Tommy Lee Jones character and he only spoke in questions. (laughs) Like you're the Riddler? Yeah. In this movie? That's that's how I assume he is in day-to-day life. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm just so sick of it. Or it would have been good if he faked his death. (laughs) (laughs) Like on the game show? Pat Sajak took over for a bit. Well, let's not wish that. So let's go around the table and talk about our experience with Double Jeopardy. What is Jam's first experience with Double Jeopardy? Well, you uh, love this movie. This is you. You wanted to do this movie. I don't know yeah. if I love. This it. is your favorite you movie, right? In so quickly on this. I didn't even think it was my suggestion. I think we <laughs> were talking about true crime podcasts. Oh mm, yeah. You yeah. said what about and how like, we can transition into lead us one. down the rabbit yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get some of that sweet cereal dough. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, so if you know anybody who's killed anybody or is going to, again, yeah. Rob, I'm <laughs> awaiting that call. I'll take one for the team. Uh, Maybe we could just fake a death. Yeah, if you've oh. already killed someone, you can you can't kill them both? again, right? So that's good. Double yeah. jeopardy. <laughs> so double jeopardy. Yo, no, we were talking about, and then we started talking about like Ashley Judd and Morgan Freeman made that movie. Yeah, those oh, classics. Kiss yeah. the girls. Along whatever. came a spider. Yeah, uh, yeah, and she's not in that one though. I think oh, that was shit. Monica Potter or someone, mm. but still Morgan Freeman. But they wanted her. <laughs> I maybe I don't remember. Anyways, the, the point is we circled around to Double Jeopardy, and I thought, okay, let's do that because it's a good. It's a 1999 thriller. That was a big year for movies, as we've talked about. Oh yeah, yeah. one uh, of the biggest. Yeah, you know, being John Malkovich and the Blair Witch Project, they first thought, Star Wars. They thought this was going to be the Matrix. end of movies because of Y2K, so they had to get all the good ones out. <laughs> I think we've literally made that joke before. Yeah, we had to make that joke before Y2K. <laughs> but I saw this movie on my birthday. So this is this you chose to go see this movie as like a birthday present to yourself. Uh, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna go alone to the new <laughs> Ashley Judd. No, I wasn't alone. I was with some friends. That's, that's nice of them. 
Oh, it was still at the age where I kind of went to go see like almost every movie that came out. Right. Or, right. or you know, movies were so commonplace. Like I would see a disposable. Like I saw Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg in the theater. <laughs> I can't. Sense. You know, it's so hard to like. You know, that I have kids and a right. job. It's so hard to get out of the house. Time is and, precious. Yeah, I but can't like even as a imagine. Teenager. As a teenager, I would just go to the movie. And I I would do that still if I had the time and hated my family. So I just went to see this, not expecting much. And me and my friends all had a really good time with it. We just thought it was like the dumb parts were hilarious. The dumb parts are kind of hilarious. And the fun parts were fun. And the thrilling parts? Thrilling. And I don't think I really like thought about the reason why I liked it being just that I liked The Fugitive when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, this is, is just the fugitive. The fugitive. Like, <laughs> this I didn't is even, only The Fugitive. I didn't even consider that. Like, Wait, what does it have in common with The Fugitive? Tommy Lee Jones. The plot. The story. <laughs> okay. Uh, kind of the main character. Like, I guess at that age, because The Fugitive was the first time I saw Tommy Lee Jones, I just assumed yeah. that's what he did. Like, like uh, yeah. he was a U.S. Marshal. Yeah. Like, and he just went into film. Yeah, or like that's what he did in movies. Like the same way you see Eddie Van Halen and like, oh, he's playing a guitar. It's like, oh, you go see Tommy Lee Jones in a movie? Yeah, he's chasing someone that's been wrongfully accused of murder. When you saw him in Batman 3, you know, you're like, oh, he's going to get Batman off. (laughs) Some crime, not sexually. (laughs) Jesus, you really walked yourself into a corner there. I just wanted to clarify. And then answered a question no one was asking. Um, (laughs) They were asking. It was a Joel Schumacher film. That's true. Yeah, no, so I remember just having a really good time with it to the point where I think I did rent it a few years later and also enjoyed it. Mm. But it had been a while. I was not entirely sure how all of the legalese of the movie would right. hold up. Oh, yeah. Some of it's been argued in Supreme Court since then. <laughs> That's right. The case of Judd versus Bre- Greenwood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I was very curious to see because it was like I do have this very distinct memory of going to see it with my friends. The only thing I really remembered from it was the funniest part we thought was – it's still funny in the movie now. There's a part where she breaks into a school and is being chased by security guards. Right. And there's like a fence, like a sort of low right. fence that she runs around because there's like a big gap. But the guy chasing her just plows right into the fence <laughs> for no reason. Well, he tries to climb it. So, like, well, she just went – just follow her yeah, around. Yeah, she's literally like t- two feet away. There's just <laughs> yeah. gaping opening. Anyway. Yeah, but he almost like rolls into her. I think it was almost in genius. He like <laughs> could have tackled her if he'd just given a could bit get more like – fence. Yeah, if he know, didn't like – older into it. <laughs> if he didn't like Kevin James it and yeah. just <laughs> Paul Blair. fall over like a buffoon. What about you? Did you see this movie before? I'm pretty sure that I did, but it does sort of blur together with all the other Ashley Judd movies, which are thrillers, and also, I guess, the people who look a lot like Ashley Judd, or at least remind me of Ashley Judd in similar thrillers. So I didn't remember the details. I did remember... I do remember liking her performance, and I sort of liked her, like, her on-screen persona. She's tough and smart, and she can mm-hmm. solve basic computer problems. <laughs> okay, yeah. Or, you know... I mean, but that was a thing back in the 90s with, like, the net and stuff. Like, yeah, everyone I mean, was afraid of computers. This movie uses a lot of... Like, it's really impressed whenever it shows a computer on screen. Oh, yeah. Like, when it shows the compact computer, it's like, yeah, we have a name-brand computer. Oh, I love when she gets out of jail, and they're like, oh, you need to go on the internet. And she's like, what's that? Like, yeah, it's yeah. just so great. Yeah, there's a scene where she's in a library, and she's like, uh, I heard the internet would help me. <laughs> <laughs> Is the internet here? Can I... Ch- Check it out. Can I talk to him? <laughs> yeah, I'm Jeff Internet. <laughs> Can I buy you a drink? <laughs> but I didn't. Remember- I, if the internet offered to buy me a drink, I wouldn't take it. Oh no, no. It's no the no. grossest drink, you'll ever <laughs> especially drink. not the internet in 1999. <laughs> 
They're just creepsters. As opposed to now. And people searching for uh, their lost kids. Right. In this, like in this movie. All right. That yeah. one person. So you, you're not sure if you saw it. Yeah. It's sort of like – it seemed like an adult movie to me and I just sort of like, you know, I was like 15. It didn't seem – You weren't as mature as me and my friends. No, probably not. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I remember like going to the movies and being like, oh, we could see this movie or we could see Double Jeopardy. And we we're like, let's Jeopardy see. Jeopardy or Double Jeopardy? <laughs> <laughs> One's shorter than the other. Let's just go no, see the first. a Jeopardy movie. <laughs> Is there a Jeopardy movie? No. no. But there should be. <laughs> what would that be? I was like, did I miss that? There, I was going to say there's Questions no game show for... movies, but there's kind of Slumdog Millionaire is kind of who wants to be a millionaire yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Clue? That wasn't it. actually there was a game show of Clue in England in, in the eighties. I don't think. think it was. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we didn't go see Double Jeopardy because everyone was like, "That looks stupid," and yeah, it looks like a boring adult movie that like our parents would see or whatnot. Um, and we never went to see it. But then I, I saw it later at the behest of like the uh, the school kind of. You know, he was like a pot dealer in our school. Um, and, he dealt pot and movie advice. Yeah, well, no, he was. Was, he was Leonard like, Malton your drug dealer? <laughs> That'd be great. Giving reviews on all the weed he's handing out. No. I die, Mr. Malton. <laughs> sure, but first, listen to me talk about Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. <laughs> no, anyway, he was like, he was like, yeah, that uh, Double Jeopardy movie. That's a solid film, man. And I was like, what? That's can I go now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that like drug speak? Like you had to when you bought weed back in the day. You had right. to like you know, so there was no narcs around. <laughs> right, it's like entrapment. You just yelled Double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy is a strain. <laughs> if you smoke the same strain twice, they can't prosecute. <laughs> right, exactly. You just don't remember smoking it the first time. That's right. the thing. Yeah. So, and then I and then I rented it one night, and, and yeah, I remember it being kind of like a solid movie back in the day. So I was kind of curious to see how it held up now, as is the the whole thing the of our show. Of show. Can yeah. I ask you a question? Yeah. What was the... I can't get you drugs. Oh. Okay. Can you get me drugs? You have drugs. <laughs> I would like more. People, if people haven't seen Rob, he's basically like a swamp thing like creature made of drugs. <laughs> there was this, this, he's an anthropomorphic pile of I drugs. I was in a horrible experiment. <laughs> no, I'm, we can cut that out. Cut it in. <laughs> but that's to make it my voicemail. <laughs> no, I, I was going to ask what was the other movie you saw in the theater instead of Double Jeopardy? Do you remember that your friends insisted on? Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> was it? No, I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember what that movie was. But probably like. Maybe a big movie because it was 1999. Fight Club, maybe? Yeah. Oh, my God. Could have been Fight Club. I mean, I don't American know when this movie Beauty? came out in the, in the year. But... I think it must have been the fall because that's when my birthday is. Mm. Uh, so, and so it was Fight Club. <laughs> in case you there. forget again. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> so I, did, okay. yeah, I don't know what else. You don't know. Other movie. Wow. Probably, pro- probably a better movie. Probably a, a better movie. Well, Rob, do you want to take us down this twisty, mind-bending thriller <laughs> of a story and do a rundown of the plot of Double Jeopardy? I do. Yeah, like a lady looks for her kids, right? That's the plot. Well, yeah, but you're excited. I mean, that's not. That has nothing to do with the Jeopardy. <laughs> okay, okay. What is a lady? Two hundred. <laughs> Damn it! This is the setup. It starts with Ashley Judd. Her name's Libby. She's happily married to this guy named uh, Nick, played by Bruce Greenwood, who mm. is a Canadian actor that nobody really knows about. Yeah, he's always everyone's like wait. sleazy. Husband. Oh yeah, wait, no, I everyone forgot. knows about him now. Yeah, everybody knows of him because he's Christopher Pike. 
in uh, Star Trek. Yeah, he's lots of things. Uh, he's also JFK like 137 times. And, 137? Uh, well, more than once. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> where did you learn math? I that seems like up. a hell where he has to like relive that Dallas assassination every day. <laughs> it's like the worst Groundhog Day. Until he figures it out. <laughs> well, he was in 13 Days memorably, and then he was in some other stuff. I don't okay, know. yeah, you're right. He's like a, for a Canadian actor, he's like pretty big, and most people don't realize that he's Canadian. Yeah, he was in Gerald's Game playing like okay. a... Like a sleazy husband again? JFK. Yeah, you're right. I get it. I shouldn't have diminished his career. Right. Yeah, but at the time, he was probably mainly known for, like, Adam Agoyan movies and stuff, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Weird sex things. (laughs) In this, he just plays a rich person. Just distilled all of Adam Agoyan's work. Sorry, weird sex sex things and video. (laughs) Well, that's Cronenberg. I mean... Goins early stuff. You mean weird sex stuff and bus crashes? There's that too. Okay. Mm. That was his most accessible film. <laughs> Turned out those kids faked their own deaths. And <laughs> went to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Well, so they're at this rich party. They give us the whole setup because we know Bruce Greenwood. He really loves Kandinsky. Right. He's his favorite artist. Yeah. They really, they really hammer that home. He'll take any opportunity to lecture you about Kandinsky. <laughs> yeah. Make you feel dumb about it, too. Yeah, yeah. he's a real asshole. And, but it comes back to bite him in the ass later. Like, the, the kind of moral of this movie is don't learn about art. Yeah, don't be an art snob. Yeah. 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 Or be a Rothko man like myself. <laughs> but also, he doesn't like boats. He doesn't like sailing, though. Ashley Judd really does. But all she talks about is that boat for the first five minutes of this movie. Yeah, you think that she's married to the boat. But no, <laughs> they're married to each other. And they go out in the boat. And oh, yeah, uh, he buys her the boat because he's kind of a rich man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like their big anniversary or whatever. And... And they have some hot, steamy sex on the boat. <laughs> yeah. This is a 90s thriller, after all. They need to have that sex scene. Yeah. And it does come very early on. We're like six minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah, six minutes is a long time for some people. <laughs> no, I'm just but it's only 90s sex, so it's not like they can show anything. It's just a lot of, like, spine, you know? <laughs> Writhing spine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Gleaming with the light and with shadows. Bats, yeah. Green is like, this is nothing. I cut my teeth on a Goyan pictures. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a vulva. Jeez. <laughs> oh, That's a line from a Nagoyan film. <laughs> Don't quote them. Yeah, but we, we also meet her kid. She has a kid in this. Have we mentioned the kid? I yeah. don't think we have. Yeah. Maddie. Maddie. Yeah. Who's, a, who's a young... Little boy. Yeah. But anyway, so they have this hot, steamy sex. Oh, Jesus. And then they go to Great sleep. segue, yeah. After some cuddling. Okay. And when she wakes up, she's covered in blood. Her bathrobe just has, like, red all over it. Like, she spilled, like, a million gallons of Pinot Noir. Like a Kandinsky. No, like a Rothko. More of a Pollock. This is why we don't do an art podcast. (laughs) Because we know three painters. (laughs) And only one of them because he was mentioned in a movie. (laughs) I think they were all mentioned in movies. I think that's... Rothko is in a play. Uh, Yeah, so she wanders... Mad Men. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, she yeah. wanders out onto the deck of the ship and she sees the murder weapon. And this is, I think, when you see a murder weapon, just leave it be. Don't pick it up and roll your fingerprints around on it. Yeah, that's a uh, PSA from Blaine. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> this is the legal advice you're going to get. In that this. was actually part of his sentence he just fulfilled yeah. for you right there. Remember that stretch of three to five when Blaine wasn't on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> just leave murder weapons where they are, guys. Have, have you guys seen the Dave Foley movie, The Wrong Guy? No. no. Oh, 
it's so funny. But there's yeah. that scene where he discovers like his boss has been murdered and has a knife in his back. So he like goes and like touches it like is like, why am I touching it? And he's just touching more and more. And he like pulls the knife out and then realizes what he's done. So he has to like try to put it back in the wound. It's amazing. Yeah. That's great. I need to see that. It's awesome. That doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, but who th- went to jail here? This, yeah. But they, yeah. but she, but it, she so, has the knife in her hands when the cops show up. Yeah. Well, no, instantly like the Coast Guard is just like all up in her grill. <laughs> Like right. right away. Yeah. How yeah. did how did the Coast Guard know that something was amiss? He, well, I think he phones in the in the, when they are doing the case it's in called court. A radio. Yeah, he like phones over the radio. That's what you. It's do. called radio. What did he say? He I, radios I over the radio. That seems too much. He he says like, "Oh, I'm being murdered. I've been stabbed." <laughs> Ouchie. And, and, and I'm like, <laughs> he does sort of say "Ouchie." His yeah. like cries of agony are really well, bad. And you're like, "Where are you, sir?" Where? He's like, "I don't know." No jury would convict. He's like, "I don't know." In the ocean? I don't know. Three miles northwest, man. Like he's, he's, my exact <laughs> coordinates are three fifty six north it's, longitude. It's so suspect. Like it's so funny. Anyway, yeah. So they're like, oh, well, he says he was killed by her, so it must. And be. there's also they immediately dismiss like the motive that he might have faked his death when, like, I guess her lawyer, their friend who's a lawyer, like visits her in jail. Yeah, yeah. They're like, well, you know, they think he, that you killed him for the money, and she's like, I don't care about the money. He's like, well, you know, he embezzled all of this money that <laughs> now isn't a problem anymore because he's dead. He was embezzling from like three different yeah. <laughs> corporations. He's like the lawyer from Arrested Development. He's like, I can't lawyer. This is. Is that what they're saying? Okay. No, no, no one is saying. I don't think we have to be concerned about something. That I killed Nick for money. I mean, I know we had some problems and Nick Libby, worried, but Libby, we were okay. Libby. Two of his investors were suing him for embezzlement. First, Seattle issued a lien on all his real estate properties, your personal possessions. Now, Nick's death means all these little problems disappear behind a corporate shield, leaving you with $2 million. Do you think I killed him? It's the first rule of being a lawyer. What we think doesn't matter. And we found no body. So. <laughs> and then when she tells him about Double Jeopardy, he says, you should be the lawyer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just Nobody like... Nobody should be a lawyer in this film, just to be clear. <laughs> and we're not lawyers, just as we give yeah. legal advice out in this podcast. I won the law award in high school, so I'm the most qualified. What's the law award? You know, like, like after graduation. Law? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> 62. Nice. Most of them felonies. <laughs> Wait, what? Did you really win an award called the Law Award? Yeah, the, I took a law class and I won, you know, like they give you awards at the end of high school and I won $500. What? You won $500? Yeah, for writing. In high school? You spent that all on weed, didn't you? That's what I was going to ask. No, this is when I discovered weed and <laughs> it's all been downhill since then. The Law Oh, how it perverse you That's because your you. life is an O. Henry story. He <laughs> won the law award and then fell into drugs. <laughs> an O. Henry story. And now I need a lawyer. So back to lawyers. So her lawyer is terrible and doesn't yeah. realize that it makes way more sense that he faked his death than, yeah. than yeah. to kill him. Well, I mean, the police are terrible, too. Like the one cop who is played by that guy from The Leftovers who loves shooting dogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was him. I mean <laughs> – Maybe he was crazy to begin with, right? Yeah. Before the rapture. Who knows? Yeah. No, he's pretty bad at his job, too. Yeah. But yeah. He's good at shooting dogs, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the lawyer, the lawyer, like, is like, ah, I'm sorry, Libby. I'm sorry that you got all these years in jail. And there's no body. kid. Oh, uh, yeah. And she's like, it's cool. Like, she, she glosses right over it. It's very. There's nothing we can do. There's all this circumstantial evidence. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. she goes to jail. She goes to Orange is the New Black. 
Yeah. Right away. That's right. It is a very huggy, feely, growy jail. <laughs> it's true. Like all the all the women in jail kind of like help her out and are like, yeah. You know. But at first they're super mean to her. I mean, and, super mean like kids are at camp. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, you're not going to make it. You're going to cry. Like, yeah, they bet of- cartons of cigarettes that she'll like kill herself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then That's they befriend nice. her. Yeah, yeah, it's not nice. It's not. I mean, they're not like stabbing. Like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's not, true. It's not like, the meanest thing I've seen in, in like, jail. You know what jails? Have what? You, what? <laughs> Nothing. This guy grew up in Kingston. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah. It's like seven jails around my house. When we say grew up in Kingston, we mean grew up in Kingston. <laughs> so yeah, she goes to jail. She yeah. friends. But these... the other thing, the thing that we haven't yeah. mentioned yet that's oh. heartbreaking is that, of course, while she's in jail, she gets separated from her child, from yeah. Maddie, and right. her friend Angie ends up looking after her and at first yeah well she's in jail all the prison life it's sort of it's sort of okay like she does make some friends and she does get to talk to maddie on the phone and he comes to visit her and they do the thing where you press your hands against the glass yeah but then all of a sudden they ghost her and god it's like tinder and Prison's just like Tinder. <laughs> swipe left, swipe left. And then she's like, what the fuck? I mean, we don't even, like, get to see that much of her being like, what the fuck? But she does, there is, like, a telephone call where she, like, reaches Angie and she's like, hey, what the fuck? You guys uh, haven't checked in for, well, like, a month. she has to, like, call the school and and pretend to be her. Yeah, that's right. piece together You're that right. she actually moved to San Francisco without telling anyone. Yeah. Which should be suspicious on its own. But then... Oh, Something yeah. dramatic happens. Wait, like she got a job in the tech sector? No. It's... Yeah. That, no, but yeah, she was like, I heard the internet is a thing. Can I, can I help build the internet? Yeah. These... That search engine would be her downfall. Yeah. She works for AOL. <laughs> Puts all her money into that. Stuff. But I guess that the scene was kind of weird because what happens is she wants to talk to Maddie. She's really uh-huh. pissed that they moved to San Francisco. Without telling her. I guess from like Washington State. Yeah. And – they put Maddie on the phone and then the door opens and Bruce Greenwood comes in and he goes, daddy, daddy. And the kids of Bruce Greenwood, not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be weird. Yeah, I know. But Ashley Judd immediately is just starts going like Nick, like she knows right (laughs) Right away exactly what's happened. There's not like a moment where she's like, that's weird. Why would he say daddy? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he misses his dad because he thinks his dad's on the phone. (laughs) Yeah, or yeah, or maybe they have a picture of him, or maybe like she has a boyfriend that he started calling dad. I thought because the way that they like frame the scene, she's just talking to her son, and then her son says "daddy," and then we see somebody, a male, at the door, but it doesn't really come into focus as Bruce Greenwood until after the shock has already set in, until she's already like, "I'll kill you, motherfucker!" (laughs) And also, like, there's instead of like her being like, "Oh yeah, we have." a framed photo of Nick on the yeah. oh the recovery on the mantle. is so yeah. bad the framed photo <laughs> uh, Bruce Greenwood's reaction he doesn't even know who's on the phone is to take the phone and rip it out of the mm-hmm. outlet <laughs> like a maniac kid. yeah you think he'd be better at this like he's done this he f- just framed his wife for murder and got uh, gone away with it like well, it's maybe not be... a great plan <laughs> yeah it's you know? not a great plan but we'll get back into the deception and betrayal after these messages. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome back. This is Rewatchability. We're in double jeopardy. Boom, 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 boom. That was, that was note for note. Yeah, that was pretty good. Thanks. I'm, I'm impressed. I have perfect pitch. Perfect Jeopardy pitch. <laughs> um, we're talking about Double Jeopardy. It's the movie where Ashley Judd has just found out that she's been framed for the murder of her husband because he's, in fact, not dead. Mm-hmm. And this is when her prison friend, who's in prison, gives her... Some great legal advice. <laughs> she mentions that she used to be a lawyer till she was disbarred for murdering her husband. It's also weird because, like, they've been in jail for a while or prison. We learned there's a difference mm-hmm. for a while now. Like, it's Christmas, I think. Oh, yeah. And then she starts – she gives her some piece of advice or something. She says, what are you, a lawyer now? She's like, yeah, I used to be. That never came up. Yeah. Like, they've been friends for like months, <laughs> maybe years. Maybe years. Point. Yeah, I think it's been years. You don't talk about the outside in prison. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So no, you constantly talk about the outside. This yeah. is the big moment. This was in all the trailers. Yeah. This is the title of the movie. <laughs> Go. Hey, Double Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly no, how she said it. No, yeah. first she says, like, I'm going to give you the best Christmas present you've ever gotten. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. A guy bought me a boat once. So, like, <laughs> a guy bought me a boat for no reason <laughs> other than the stage of murder, yeah, which right. I now realize I should have been suspicious. Murder. Yeah, so maybe that's not a best present. I don't know. Yeah. There's a saying, like, uh, buy a boat. Wait. Borrow a friend's boat for a murder. Buy – how do you used to go? <laughs> yeah, that's I right. Have a boat. They're, they're, yeah, they just borrow the boat. Yeah, it's a real money sink. Because you know? <laughs> he's like, I have this great plan for a murder, but I really don't want to spend that much on a boat <laughs> to stage my own murder. Yeah. So he contrived like borrowing a boat. Anyway, she tells her, uh, have you ever heard of Double Jeopardy? And she you, goes, yeah, I've seen TV. Pay attention because this is the best goddamn advice you're ever going to get. You ever hear something called Double Jeopardy, Fifth Amendment to the Constitution? Huh? No? Well, Double Jeopardy provides that no person may be tried for the same crime twice. You got that? Keep staring. The state says you already killed your husband. They can't convict you of it a second time. That means that when you leave here, you track him down, and when you find him, you can kill him. That's right. You can walk right up to him in Times Square, put a gun to his head, and pull the fucking trigger, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Kind of makes you feel warm and tingly all over, don't it? And they say that a lot. They say you can shoot your husband in the middle of, and then insert, like, public space. in his face. (laughs) Right in the middle of the royal wedding. And they can't do anything. Yeah, but the other one is, like, in the middle of Mardi Gras. Walk away, Scott. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, so... With beads around your gun. (laughs) You know, they use the internet a lot in this. There was no scene where she, like... Does a quick double check that that's Oh, yeah. yeah. She doesn't go on the internet and check. Yeah, that's true. Or even, like, call one of those lawyers that are always, you know, their numbers are on TV. Like, you like can get a free film. consultation. Yeah. Salino and Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you been injured in an auto accident? Has your husband framed you for his own murder and then run off with your best friend? 
But so I looked into it. That's not true. Yeah. Why would that be true? You can't just go around killing people <laughs> well, that you've yeah, been no. framed for their murder? There is a thing called double jeopardy in the Fifth Amendment, and it does mean that you can't be convicted or you can't be tried for the same crime twice. Right. But that if she like went and killed Bruce Greenwood like five years later, that would be a different crime than the one she was – Tried and sentenced for, right? Oh. That would be a different murder under a different set of circumstances. Right. The I o- have to go. The other big problem with all- – <laughs> I have to talk to my lawyer. <laughs> the other <laughs> – Don't trust a prison lawyer ever. They're the worst. The other- Maybe she's not even a lawyer. That's oh, true. Oh, yeah. She's just like, I want to see this girl murder she someone. She'd be a compulsive liar. <laughs> yeah. Dance, puppets, dance. Yeah. yeah, exactly. She talked to someone else in the prison. It's like, she killed her husband? It's like, no, she just – lies a lot That's that was what... an advice that was my screenplay i was telling you about it's called double jeopardy <laughs> i'm gonna get tommy lee jones <laughs> but the other problem with the things they keep saying is they keep saying like you could kill him in the middle of Times square i could kill you in the middle of mardi gras those are all different states right. so even if the previous crime had some impact on her current crime that was in washington the, it was right? in a different yeah. state so why would they like See, time served in that state is having any impact on a murder you committed in your state. Right. There, if you think about it for one second, there, there's a few flaws. Yeah, and they were even – a one like article I was reading even said that if she went through with this plan to kill Bruce Greenwood and get away with it, if they tried to use her previous conviction as evidence that she already served time for this crime – she could be subjected to more jail time because this act would have been like premeditated yeah. because obviously she would be planning it. Yeah. Yeah. So few problems with it. I also, Damn. I looked up to see if there were any recent instances of like double jeopardy coming into oh, effect. Oh, and this movie has made murderers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Michael Cohn has done all the double jeopardy cases. <laughs> How to make a murderer. Literally just watch this movie. <laughs> well, the, the one I found is accidental and horrifically tragic. Like oh, no. I almost don't even want to bring it up because okay. it's so awful. But it was like a guy who like beat his girlfriend to death basically. Jesus. But – they didn't realize that she was in such critical condition. So they arrested him and he pled out to like assault or battery or, or whatever it was after the fact she died. They didn't realize that, you know, it was that life threatening, but he had already essentially been found guilty of that incident because he, he, you know, he pled to it. He was convicted right. of it. So they couldn't try him for murder because of what? double jeopardy. That doesn't seem right. That's, that's horrible. What, that's what I read. And it Jesus. was on the internet. That's the... <laughs> so it's got to be true. That? That's got to... That's the worst That use seems of... like another crime. Because isn't there like... Like, I heard about this thing where... Uh, this guy, he was shot like 40 years ago as part of a thing and he survived. Right. And then he like died because of complications of that injury. And they tried years that later. person for that. Yeah, they murder. added that. They tacked it on to his sentence. Right. I mean, presumably yeah. he was charged for the attempted murder the first time around. Yeah, and I've heard lots of people like getting in fights with people and knocking them out or whatever and then walking away and getting charged with mur- with the fight that night and then charged with the murder later when like that person never woke up. I think the difference is probably that he took a plea. Right. Yeah. Unless it's bullshit. 
Also, oh, man. also it was in Texas, so oh. who knows? Oh God, yeah. Anyway, so it's less about like <laughs> the wrongfully accused like crusading <laughs> for yeah. justice and more like weird shitty Getting situations horrible like people. This. I guess there's like an upside, and that's the reason why it was created. I don't, I don't fully. Yeah. We're, again, we're not lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> but I won the law award. That's true. I didn't okay. know that. Do you yeah. think that the screenwriters and director of this film like bothered like found out about that midway through production and were like, "Oh shit, this entire movie is based on a false premise. What do we do?" And then just like went, "Nah." I th- I think they knew that going in. I feel like they didn't care one iota. This internet like- thing will never catch on. You'll never be able to search this. You'll never be a web browser. That you can use without having a floppy-haired guy come and hit on you. Yeah, it's, Internet databases are mainly for schools and Kandinsky paintings and nothing else. Or Yeah, so, okay, so what happens then? She gets parole. And this is all the first act of the movie. Like, it's literally oh, yeah. like the half-hour mark. She yeah. gets parole. Yeah, and yeah. she gets parole by acting remorseful. Yeah. Which is, I guess, surprises them so much that... Uh, they're like, all right, you can go free. But she has to, there are some conditions. She has to deal with a tough-as-nails parole officer played by Tommy The fugitive. Oh, yeah. Well, Tom, he wasn't the fugitive. He was the guy who was right. after the fugitive. Yeah. That's the sequel they should have made instead of U.S. Marshals. They should have had Tommy Lee Jones wrongly <laughs> accused of a crime and Harrison Ford has to, like, as his new friend, has to, like... Like, aid oh, and abet him? Yeah, like, find him and help him out. That would have been kind of cool. I There's want, still time. And we can still get this together. Harrison Ford, all he's doing is making <laughs> the latest sequels to <laughs> yeah, his classic yeah. movies. This one could have a Wookiee in it, too. Yeah. As long as he's in, like, a comfy t-shirt, I feel like he'll be in any <laughs> of these movies. Yeah. It is crazy that this movie came out, because, I mean, U.S. Marshals is the actual sequel to The Fugitive. Yeah. And it came out in 1998, which was one year <laughs> before this movie. Yeah. Like... You would think that Tommy Lee Jones just has a passion for helping out the wrongfully accused, but I think he actually likes people being executed. I think he's like a hardcore Republican. <laughs> he's like, like a hard justice life? sort of yeah. loves prisons. <laughs> but in in this movie, right away, he's just doing his "We're gonna search every fox house, hen house, dog house, outhouse" voice through the whole. Oh, yeah. Time that he meets with Ashley Judd. Well, it's also mm-hmm. kind of weird because so we mentioned that he's a parole officer and what happens is she kind of breaks parole. She goes to the school to try and find Annabeth Gish's social security number so she can yeah. like track down where she's moved to because they're, they're not in San Francisco anymore, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not with those rents. As we mentioned, she gets caught by security, mm-hmm. like the most like intense security patrolling like oh, a public they, elementary they, school. They yeah. run her down in a dune buggy. <laughs> they flip their car going after her, and then they like tackle her. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, this is it's a like gr- what are you you're stealing finger paint? Like who cares? <laughs> it's an elementary school. She- <laughs> Well, I mean, she you put know, coat on backwards. children <laughs> at the elementary school. It was like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, you can <laughs> speed through there. that zone. <laughs> They're going to, like, end her life over, like, some glue and sparklies? What is she taking yeah. from there? Yeah. She, she put her coat on the front way. She means business. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. It but was in any case, Tommy Lee Jones comes out to get her. Yeah. She escapes. Bails her out of jail? I guess. But, like, he's bringing her back and she escapes and the, you know, he falls into the fugitive role of of being that guy. 
that, am I wrong? Is that not his job at all here? Like, why wouldn't that be some kind of, why wouldn't he just go back to the halfway house he's in charge of and just do his job? Why would he be chasing her to fucking New Orleans? And, like, that's crazy. I, Who's I paying for his plane tickets? Like, <laughs> Would they just contact well, the authorities and, down there? Yeah, and he's going to return. The, he's going to put in the receipts after. <laughs> and and the boss is like, "Where are you? Like, uh, like you should be here. I'm doing. I'm running your house. All for of you. the other parolees, all twenty of them, are just gone. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all committing crimes. <laughs> <laughs> They've all come back to a life of crime. They're all shooting they husbands. And stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I like. And I don't know about the U.S. law because there's like bounty hunters in the U.S. in some states. Yeah, that you dog can, like, the bounty hunter. Right. You can't go to Mexico, but you but, can go. I don't know. But okay, the Tommy Lee Jones character is so weird and inconsistent because when as soon as we meet him, he's such a hard ass. Like he sees a picture of her child. He's like, "This ain't gonna be a problem for you, is it?" <laughs> it's yeah. a picture of her child. <laughs> like give her something to like work towards, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah, also this might make her a better person. If she, yeah. There, uh, another one of the people at the halfway house has been, I think, turning tricks or whatever. Yeah. And he sends her back to jail and she's like, just one chance, just one chance. And he's like, this was your chance, you know. Yeah. There's no second chances for Tommy Lee Jones. She gets arrested and puts in the jail. He bails her out and it's fine. <laughs> well, no, he's like well, taking, no, her yeah, back. He's taking her back. I think to... he... I think he's taking her back. And yeah, well, she should just be transferred right from that jail back to the prison system. Yeah, I don't know why she's not like with a US marshal. Well, like Tommy Lee Jones he thinks is he US is one. Marshal. Yeah. That's why I think everyone is confused about like who, who he's supposed <laughs> to be in this movie because it doesn't make any sense. No, it no one make else sense. is looking for her but him. Yeah. There's no one else. She's like a, um they think she's a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the Tommy Lee backstory is very confusing to me in this in this movie too. Even though it's said like in two sentences to her, she's like, "Yeah, he's a hard ass." And then someone comes up to her in the hall, and they're like, "Yeah, that's because all his family died." <laughs> You're like, oh, "Okay, maybe we work in the exposition a little bit better." Yeah. I don't know. But then another person's like, "That's a lie," and that's all we know about his backstory. Well, no, didn't they say like his daughter got taken away and he never got to, gets to see her? Yeah. So like, and his, then him helping Ashley Judd becomes like him oh. helping himself. Kind. She's like his symbolic daughter. Yeah, but also she's trying to find her kid, and he wants to help her in the um, way that no one helped him. Help me. Help you. Right? Yeah. I will say one thing that's kind of cool about this movie that it does differently than The Fugitive is it actually has a villain. Yeah. In, right. in The Fugitive, it's just like an amputee. <laughs> <laughs> Amputees can be which, villains. Which seems kind of – mean in retrospect but in this like we actually know it's bruce greenwood we we you know we hate him we really are like yeah he's rooting hateful. for her to, yeah. to get to him and kill him legally yeah 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 we kind of are well and he's kind of slimy and he's he's like that the alpha male of uh, like he's always pawning himself off or like yeah well we also find out that he even like kills the woman that he runs away with after Ashley Judd. They like gas leak or whatever. There's like a scene, an explosion. There's a scene Mm -hmm. where she like tracks him down to this house and like this kid opens the door and we're like, oh my God, is that her kid? And she has a gun. First of all, not for the kid. No, but she's like, (laughs) is she going to like shoot her husband in front of her kid? That's fucked. (laughs) That is kind of fucked. It's okay. You you can't be traumatized because of double jeopardy. (laughs) Close your eyes, Maddie. (laughs) And your ears. (laughs) It's weird, though, that she doesn't – I've seen, like, distant, like, second cousins or whatever. But, like, 
What? I, so I've seen like like distant second cousins. <laughs> they're like you have distant second cousins who have gotten revenge on their husbands. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's no, no. But like I've seen them when they're very young, and then six years or seven years later, I'll see them again. I'll be like, oh, you look like the young version of you grown up. Right. Whereas like she goes into this house and is like, are you my child? Like she doesn't recognize her own kid from six years. I'm going to defend her a little bit and say that every white child actor from the '90s looks alike. Yeah, I mean that kid totally. True. I, I thought it was but... Kelly Joel Osment. <laughs> Watching the movie, I was totally like, "Is that the kid?" I don't remember what happens. It could have been him. Yeah, but I thought not. it was the, the kid who says, "Boys have a penis and girls have a vagina." <laughs> Never mind. Oh yeah, that kid. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it ends up being the kid from Unbreakable. Oh, was it? Yeah, at the end. So he literally was fake Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, he literally was fake. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, she makes it to New Orleans and she finds the guy, Bruce Greenwood, at a party where he's auctioning himself off to the highest bidder. Oh, yeah. In like this weird <laughs> bachelor auction. That's just how the rich live. They're he's always a- auctioning each other off. I've never even heard of a bachelor auction, but it happens so often in TV and movies. Have you guys been to a bachelor auction? Actually, I have some Patreon ideas I wanted to run past <laughs> No. <you>. No. <laughs> uh, no, it's true. I was going to say yes, and then I realized, no, that was every sitcom in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing is weird is, like, he's doing the exact same thing as in the beginning of the movie. Right. He's, like, giving a speech at he's a party. Orating, yeah. yeah. That's just his thing that he does. He's also given himself the most fake New Orleans name possible. He's like Mr. <laughs> Devereaux. <laughs> May as well come up Mr. Yeah. Dubois. Yeah. Or yeah. My Vapors. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. My Vapors. Mr. My Vapors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's yeah. also got a fake accent. Like he's, yeah. he does accents now. <laughs> How, who is this guy? Bruce Greenwood. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah. Well, he's you a think great actor. If you like faked your death, you would maybe not go for like a new identity as high profile as millionaire <laughs> auctioning himself <laughs> off at parties. <laughs> Lay low for like yeah, a couple yeah. of years. Or go to a different country. Go to Europe. Yeah. yeah. Go to Mexico. As, yeah, as long as you're doing accents, like really <laughs> yeah. challenge yourself. Reach, yeah. Whoever buys, buys me tonight gets my history too. I'll tell you who I used to be. Yeah. Uh. We did neglect to mention though, there's a great scene where Ashley Judd does like a pretty woman dress shop dealie. Oh, she right. goes in and the woman's like, can I help you? Homeless shelter's down the street. <laughs> And then she's like, I can buy this dress. Yeah, yeah, there's that scene. She's like, uh, what are you, a size four? And Ashley Judd is like, two. <laughs> like, it's just like this weird zero. <laughs> uh, there's yeah. kind of one of my favorite subgenres of movie is divorced parents, like thriller. Like, <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Whoa, how many movies fall into that? Sub- that's well, great. Another one around this time was, and I hope to never like fully appreciate them and have <laughs> yeah. a long and happy marriage. Right. But <laughs> the uh, the movie Domestic Disturbance, oh yeah, with John Travolta, where he splits up with his wife, who immediately like remarries a psychopath, <laughs> played yeah. by Vince Vaughn. That's totally written by a dude. Like, I would have to be written by a jilted by lover. a dude. Yeah, I would also enough. put the first Taken movie in that mm, category, right. where like. His wife remarries like the super rich guy and his daughter doesn't care about him. But then she gets kidnapped. So he buys a leather jacket and is suddenly awesome. Right. Yeah. That's great. And I feel like this is kind of that. It's, a, a, it's about down. like – Oh, huh? falling down. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of. But this is more about like her like showing up her shitty husband. And, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Oh, we got to do falling down. We did. You did, I think. We got to do it. Someone again. did it. Okay. Yeah. And so she goes to the party. Mm. Yeah. She doesn't just shoot him at the party. And no. She also doesn't want Shoots to like. Glances. She doesn't want to like or get herself glances. in the clear. She 
tries to make a bargain with them for their son, which also seemed weird to me. Yeah, because she doesn't try to like – because she's on the run from the law. So how far right. can she get with just her son when all the – well, I guess just Tommy Lee Jones yeah. after no other law enforcement cares. That <laughs> uh, this murderer. Why don't you just like go take a picture of him and then show someone? Or yeah, I know. It's very weird. Um, but yeah, she, so she starts toying with him and, and kind of embarrasses him in front of like the new lady he's after. That he's going to, like, swindle for her money. If I can't get him jailed for uh, ruining my life, at least I can ruin his sex life for Yeah, I can embarrass him. I can can really torpedo this bachelor auction at the very least. (laughs) Can't she just get him jailed? Like, isn't faking your own death a crime? Yes! I I, I think it must be. So can't she just be like, yeah, Devereaux, it's my fucking ex-husband. I mean, that's because he's supposed to be dead. And we find out later, like, he owns property. Like, he he's firmly embedded in this town. Like, he's not <laughs> yeah, he owns like a hotel. A... <laughs> he's like a famous entrepreneur in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And his swindles are like, they're long cons. They take, like, years and years and years because his first swindle was her. Right? I, w- I wish they'd revealed that the southern accent was real and that he'd been faking the other accent. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. The other weird thing is like he tries to defend himself by saying like, you know, I didn't want you to be convicted. Like this was my plan to like get you money. That's why I took out the life insurance policy. Yeah. Like, that, like I mean I know he's bullshitting it. But like why would anyone ever think that like he would fake his own death by like covering her in his own blood <laughs> and then hurling himself off of a boat? Like, <laughs> I just yeah. built it on you by accident. <laughs> It was dark in that boat. There were waves. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah that's it's, silly. It's pretty silly. And yeah. then Tommy Lee Jones shows up and starts kind of Columboing him. Yeah, because yeah. he starts act. You know, he's kind of investigating him, but also acting. Well, like Well, you he know what tips him innocent. off? The Kandinsky's. Never. Have, yeah. And oh, we didn't mention that's how she finds where he is because he yeah. sold one of the Kandinsky's. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that ties this all together. Mm-hmm. I like how Hollywood movies in the 90s would try to, like, elevate themselves by using art references. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. also, whenever he talks about Kandinsky, is obviously, like, someone that doesn't know anything about art writing it. Because it's just stuff you could find in an encyclopedia. It's like, yes, Kandinsky, born on this date, died in this date in this city. Like, of course, Kandinsky. <laughs> <laughs> His blue period. I won't tell you what that means, but, uh, That was yeah. Picasso. No, they did do that. Did they, 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 they talk about I know it. they yeah. talk about it. They yeah. say it was figurative, not right. abstract. Picasso. Blue period. <laughs> the artist's name is Kandinsky. Vasily Kandinsky. He's German, Russian extraction, 1866 to 1944. And by the way, Picasso's blue period was figurative and ended in 1904. And these watercolors are abstract, done in 1911. Picasso. But yeah, it's, it's all very like boilerplate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 And then Bruce Greenwood agrees to like meet with her and give her her child back. Yeah, and they have like this big meeting in the cemetery, but <laughs> there's like this great he like points to the boy mm-hmm. and he says, "Oh, he's just nervous or whatever." And there's like some kid like way off in the distance off on the tombstones playing with the tombstones. Again, she doesn't know what a kid looks like. No. This, yeah. No. She's a terrible mom. <laughs> She has a picture. <laughs> and then she, like, follows this boy through the graveyard. And what happened there? Like, did Bruce Greenwood pay this kid to always run, like, three graves ahead of her? Like, what was – what <laughs> was the kid just afraid of this woman being like, you're my child? And he's like, I don't know, lady. Like, I'm not going to tell you I'm not. 
but I'm also <laughs> freaked out. Like, it was it's very weird. Bucks. Yeah. And then Bruce Greenwood, like, slams her head against his grave and brings her into a mausoleum. Yeah. And uh, puts her in a coffin, like Ryan Reynolds style. Ryan Reynolds style? Yeah. Did Ryan Reynolds do that to yeah, someone? Yeah, he was buried in oh, that movie. Oh, he died. That's true. Buried. I was like, when you said that, I was like, I haven't seen Deadpool 2. Does <laughs> someone get buried alive by yeah. Deadpool? <laughs> he was in the coffin the whole time in Deadpool 2. I do like that movie, Buried, though. Yeah. But it, it's not even that, because it's like, yeah, it's a mausoleum, so she actually gets out pretty easily. Well, like, she's because not... she has a gun. She, like, shoots off the hinges. Otherwise, yeah. we would suffocate to death. And also... With a corpse. There's a corpse in I, there with that's her. That's what I was just going to say. That's creepy. It's very creepy. I like that part of the movie. But then though. later, like, even Bruce Greenwood refers to it, and he's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about her. She's buried. No, she's not. No, she's she above was, ground. She was in a room. She's cryptid. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't sound as cool. So anyways, yeah, she, like, Tommy Lee Jones runs into her. He believes her at this point because he saw what a creep Bruce Greenwood is. Yeah. Yeah. We also forgot to talk about the most amazing scene in the movie, I think, which is where she escapes on the ferry. Oh, yeah. Where when she's she like, escapes from Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, and they both, like, she, like, bashes off the cars and she, like, drives off the ferry with Tommy Lee Jones. And then he saves her life because she's, like, handcuffed to the car and yeah. she's going to drown because of her own stupidity. <laughs> it's a bad what? plan. Yeah. And then, so he unlocks her, saves her life, and then she knocks him over the head with a gun. <laughs> And then yeah. leaves him to drown. He barely, he like comes to, but he almost dies. And I love, like, that's a great scene too, because he gets brought up onto deck and there's this kid that like looks at him being brought up on a deck and then looks over and she's already three miles away running into the woods, like on an island. I was like, how did she get there so fast? She's a crazy She's swimmer. passionate. Yeah, she is. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway, so. so they team up to get Bruce Greenwood first yeah. by like entrapping him with a recording of him admitting who he is and that he tried to kill Ashley Judd. Then she comes out with a gun and has another line that's in the trailer and says, like, I could shoot you in the middle of uh, Mardi Gras. No one could do a thing. And then Tommy Lee Jones says, as an ex-law professor, what she's saying is 100% accurate. He's an ex-law professor? Yeah. When, yeah. When yeah. That, Every, everyone's an ex-lawyer. Everyone and no one knows how the law works. <laughs> That's why they're ex-lawyers. Right. I was just barred for uh, misrepresenting the double jeopardy. Yeah. I was just law. barred for never passing the bar. So <laughs> I think that was the problem. I was just barred for telling people I was a lawyer when I wasn't. <laughs> when I was a U.S. Marshal. <laughs> uh, but that's – it's silly. And also – I wasn't even sure if they were telling the truth or not because they start telling Bruce Greenwood that they have this plan where they're going to do what he did back to him, where they're going to frame him yeah. for the murder of Ashley Judd That's right. and yeah. put like her blood in his car. Triple Jeopardy. <laughs> the, the sequel, Triple or Jeopardy. Final Jeopardy. Yeah. But why would they – was that a joke? Was that like a ruse or was I, that actually their plan? It seems like a bad – plan if it was a ruse or if it was a plan because Bruce Greenwood just starts shooting them. Yeah, because like, they, they're like, Jones they turn their backs, the back. they turn their backs on a guy they know is a murderer and to be like, okay, we should really get to work on this framing stuff. And he shoots them in the back. <laughs> yeah. He shoots Tommy. He's like, what do you think I was going to do? Let you get out of here with like all this stuff yeah. on me? So he ends up being killed by... Bruce Greenwood does. Uh, Bruce Greenwood does by uh, Ashley Judd. Yeah. yeah, and there's that like that '90s mirror motif where like she shoots him and he like hits the mirror and falls down. And there's a bullet hole fractured, but like she's fine in the corner of the mirror. Right. I don't know. This is like in every horrible screenwriting book from the '90s. Yeah. And then the ghost of Kandinsky is like, I think my work is done. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. She shoots his work. You earned her wings, Kandinsky. <laughs> <laughs> I painted my ass uh, off to make that thing. Uh, you earned your wings, Kendall. 
I feel like a worse version of this movie that could have easily been made in the late 90s or early 2000s would have been that she tracks down her husband and then Tommy Lee Jones comes and it is like a different guy, but she was seeing it as her husband because her like her oh mind God. couldn't handle that she right. actually murdered Shutter him. Island. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly yeah, what I was going to say. Like Fucking Shutter Island. <laughs> People love that movie and I don't get it at all. I like that movie. What? Yeah, all right. So, I, it's a big goofy movie. Uh, like, I just like big goofy Mark Ruffalo and everything. Like uh, the, Mark Ruffalo is great. I like so. that the ah. twist. The twist is literally explained by Ben Kingsley using a chalkboard <laughs> straight through the walls. Oh man. Uh yeah. anyway, so that's the end of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she no, the end of the movie is that Tommy Lee Jones says that like he will vouch for her when they get back. And then and then he dies and they don't believe her. <laughs> no, 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 no. But then they go to like the soccer pitch where a kid is playing at like St. Albans School for Boys or something like that. And she, something like that. I just happen to know the exact name of the school. Yeah, it's a very good school and they trying to give us money. And <laughs> no, but she goes there and Timely Jones goes, well, like, yo, get your kid back. And, and she's like, oh, I don't know. I'm nervous. And he's like, like, woman, I've been shot and I've lost my job over this. And I was like, wait. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. So he lost. Did he say that? Yeah. So he lost his job. How can he vouch for you? Like you're going back to jail. Like you skip parole. Right. You crashed a car yeah. off a ferry. Yeah. Like you did a lot of bad things. So a lot of uh, ten year prison sentence for that. Yeah. I got. I got two words for you. Double. <laughs> <laughs> she just stands up, and the, and the judge is like. Yeah, I've heard of that. All right. <laughs> the judge didn't go to judging school. That's, that's what you do, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. So the end of this movie is her going back to jail. Like, There's no happy ending to this well, movie. Well, yeah. no. I mean they can prove that her husband was alive and faked his death. That's true. But yeah. she had a high-speed chase in a populated area. That's prison time. That's she, like, true. She shot someone, though it was in self-defense. Like, I don't know. She killed someone. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, she, but she, she had went off to. a ferry. She broke parole. Okay. She broke into a school. Yeah, but breaking. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, the, she did a lot of things. The breaking parole. Let me use my law word here. <laughs> <laughs> she that crime wouldn't that would be repealed. I don't know what it is. Like, she couldn't be like yeah, still charged that for that back. <laughs> because because she could have done the same thing after she got like done with her parole. But parole, her parole is like, pretty serious. But her, that crime never was committed. There was no criminal act. There was no actus reus. That's just a made-up bullshit. No, it's word. not. <laughs> uh, man, well, but so you know, they have to vacate her sentence. We needed a lawyer on this episode. <laughs> we actually needed a lawyer. Not not just you with your law. Or... Yeah, we should have gotten a lawyer. Could have gotten Rudy Giuliani in here <laughs> <laughs> to expose all of our deepest, darkest secrets while we try to prompt him to talk about double jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Speaking Actually, John, remember when, when you wet the bed when you were 10? Why would you tell them that? <laughs> I told that to you in confidence. That doesn't help anything. Don't yeah. tell Rudy anything. What are you doing, man? <laughs> what did you guys uh, think about Ashley Judd in this movie? Because this is like her movie. This is like her starring vehicle. I loved her in this movie. She was great. Yeah. She was the best part of this movie. She kind of was. Her, I, th- I thought Tommy Lee Jones was good, too. Tommy Lee Jones was Tommy Lee Jones. Like That's I think true. like Ashley Judd like, like, hit all the right beats, but at the same time was like really entertaining to watch. 
I, I don't know. I really liked her. I yeah. thought she also had like a really realistic journey of being like being hardened by this experience and yeah, being tough mm-hmm. and learning what the internet was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I thought she was great. The library. Yeah. I thought though that she was going to learn that like vengeance wasn't the answer. Or no, vengeance though. is the answer in this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Vengeance is the answer. That's how you get your kids back. Yeah. No, though what he did was awful. He. No, no, for sure, for sure. But I mean, like. Yeah, it's an awful thing, but like almost nothing is like worth killing somebody over, right? Yeah. Well, he was gonna, all right. He was gonna <laughs> kill them. He was gonna kill them. So I guess no, like in I the mean, yeah, moral... they, after he murders the other person, that sort yeah. of brings him to another level. I think you're. Right. I think the ending should have been like him being arrested and and actually being held accountable, and you know yeah. having it be public. What you know what a piece of crap yeah it would have been great if she had the chance to shoot him in the middle of mardi gras and then chose and then, not to that's kind of what happens but kind yeah when we of. get it both ways she like chooses not to shoot him and then gets to shoot him in the face <sighs> both ways yeah entrapment so, so did you guys double jeopardy <laughs> did you think it was rewatchable huh well i think this one like kind of really tests the premise of our podcast because like a lot of the movies we talk about are movies that we have like a really personal connection to or like are sort of cool because of this reason or that reason. Yeah, this so movie, we're trying to like parse our nostalgia with the movie. Yeah, this good. movie doesn't yeah. seem like particularly relevant or like, <laughs> you know. It, so glad we did it. This though I mean like there are, there are revenge thrillers sort of happening. There's that mm-hmm. – I think is it called Revenge – Right. Okay. Or something like that. I mean, it's a sort of different premise, but there is like a sort of like feminine revenge aspect to it. Right. It's a genre, Mm -hmm. like that Jennifer Lopez movie. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. There was also, you know, it's funny because Jodie Foster was supposed to be in this movie before she got pregnant and ended up passing. Oh, she would have been great too. Yeah, and then she like did that remake of Death Wish a few years later. Right. So yeah, I I could see her doing this. So I, I, you know, like I like that Ashley Judd did it. I thought she was good. I, I always like Ashley Judd. I think she's a she's a good actress. Yeah, she was on that Star Trek episode. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the sex game one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Her first on-screen kiss was uh, Will Wheaton. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. <Right>. Gross. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I sort of for Will Wheaton. You know, this movie is so like it's done so much better in The Fugitive and probably U.S. Marshals. Though I do think that actually Judd's a compelling actor. It doesn't really like save Wait, it for me. It's done so much better. Like it's it's like it's um. It's been produced so much better or like it's done as a movie in the world so much better? Like the genre. Like it is produced better. Like compare the train thing to the fairy thing. Train thing wins every time. Oh, right. So you're saying The Fugitive is much better than this movie. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. There's okay. no part where Ashley Judd jumps out of a sewer into like a waterfall. No, no. That's what it needed. <laughs> she needed to be in a sewer, yeah. But I mean she does okay. like handle like all of the action is really uh, like really thrilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But – at the same time, it didn't really excite me or or do anything like that. So I don't know. Like I kind of just, it's not really rewatchable. Okay, oh. interesting. Yeah. What what? A, it's your favorite movie of all time, it's Jam. My favorite movie of so all time. So what? What do you think? Well, you know what? I you do. named your child Double Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, <laughs> get over yeah, here. That's what DJ Tanner stood for, right? <laughs> right, Double Jeopardy Tanner. <laughs> As I've said before, Danny Tanner killed his wife, clearly. <laughs> or his wife faked her death. I'm not sure which. Mm, well, probably theory. faked her death. Yeah, I really like this movie. I couldn't disagree more. I no. thought it was – this movie kind of knew exactly what it was, which I think worked for it. We didn't talk about the director who's uh, Bruce Beresford. Right. Who did movies like Driving Miss Daisy. 
Classic. And a bunch of other kind of dramas. And he only made this movie because he, he sort of had this passion project he was working on that he couldn't get the funding for. And someone basically just said, I, I have this thriller script and he never made a thriller. And so he kind of thought, no, oh, what the hell? And I feel Did like – Did he ever make his passion project? Do we know? I'm not yes, sure. Yes, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see – this movie feels like a movie where – the person making it knows it's a bit disposable, knows it's silly, but is also like, I'm going to do the best job I can with it. Sure, sure. And I think it's a lot of fun. I think it just moves really well. Like it's so economical in its storytelling. It's pretty well, yeah. It's pretty um, good. Yeah, I just thought it was fun. I I remember liking this more than U.S. Marshals personally. <laughs> well, it probably is. It kind of makes yeah. a trilogy. In, no, in a weird, weird I think way. it's a spiritual frequel. Yeah. yeah. You can pick this up in the bargain bin at your – Local corner store. It's the last crusade of fugitive movies. Fair enough. Um, I kind of wish like that it was actually a twist that her husband was alive. I mean, I know the movie's called Double Jeopardy. That's how they sold it. But we need a body. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it would have been cool to have had that reveal happen like as you're watching the movie. But no, I had a really good time rewatching it. I recommend that everyone out there give it give it a chance. Okay. Well, what about you? I liked it. I think I'm like somewhere in between both of you. Like I, th- I remember thinking it was a solid movie. I think it's a less solid movie watching it now. There's just some things that the whole premise really doesn't hold water, as all the lawyers on our show have said. And I think that Ashley Judd was really good in it, and I really liked watching her. And I kind of want to watch more movies with her in it because because she's great. I think-, I think she should run for Senate again, or I guess she didn't run, but. She was thinking about it. Oh, yeah? Cool. She's uh, a political activist now. Sweet. Yeah, I, I like her, and I think she was really great. I think Tommy Lee Jones was Tommy Lee Jones, and he's not bad to watch in the 90s. Um, but, yeah, there were less twists and turns, like you said, J.M., than I was like ima- – like, I remembered more twists and turns. Like, I remember, like, more like, oh, you think you could have done this? No, because of this. And you're like, oh, no. She has to yeah. think of some other way out. But Yeah, really- the internet goes down. She yeah. has to read a book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All we For- have are art history books. <laughs> Kandinsky! <laughs> he floats away on his wings. So I think this is mildly rewatchable, but I wouldn't, I don't, ah, man, it's hard because I don't think I'll ever watch this again. I've seen it twice and I yeah. don't ever need to watch like, it again. If you had a TV with channels and you were flipping through those channels and like you went to like one of those channels towards the end and the picture wasn't quite as good, but this was on, okay. you might watch it. <laughs> you know that's a long it's a long walk for this question but I, you probably wouldn't yeah. like scroll through a netflix and like actually no. you know, click on it it's hard if you have other choices i think this is kind of like one of those movies that you would find at a cabin and you'd put on what it's like you really got your mind on that cabin because like no because it's like it's uh it's like on vhs i don't isn't think that I, how the ring started <laughs> <laughs> why are you watching mysterious videos in cabins <laughs> yeah this is like i feel like you would find this on dvd at like a grocery store checkout line like yeah, just in a box you're saying. like oh Oh, double Jeopardy. With U.S. Marshals as like a double <laughs> yeah. screener. Yeah, it's like yeah. there's four Fugitive-type movies on this as well as an episode of the original Fugitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would yeah. probably be like the Fugitive, U.S. Marshals, this, and then wrongfully accused with Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you would watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then I would watch it. <laughs> Fine. Okay. But yeah, I'd mildly rewatchable. Okay. 
Well, that's rewatchability for this week. Thanks for listening, and uh, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and rate us there. If you like the show, if you don't like it, stop <laughs> listening now. You can also follow us on Facebook. You can like us on Twitter. Also, if you'd like to contribute a few dollars so we don't have to commit any crimes, <laughs> you can do so on Patreon. It's preventative. It's not to get us out of the crimes that we've committed. Yeah, don't make us fake Blaine's death. What? Why'd you put air quotes around that? <laughs> Don't worry, they can't see them. <laughs> I saw them. Also, you can buy a t-shirt. Uh, Jam's designs are on the t-shirt. And you can do that at tpublic.com. And until then, remember to get actual legal advice from a lawyer and not a podcast or somebody that you're sharing a prison cell with. Right? Or Rudy advice. Giuliani. Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.